Hello everybody, Assalamualaikum, hope you're all safe, sound and healthy and you know it's just laughable because there's a few things that I think I should point out separately as a separate episode, um, although actually they unfolded pretty much today um, and as no surprise there because every time you think that you know India cannot get any worse, it cannot get any lower, um, it just you know uh, goes on a new low. <laughs> <laughs> seriously and you know it, it, it gives you you know um, a sense of h- how lower India really can go that there is really no bottom it's a bottomless pit um, India has a history of false flag operations and it has a history of uh, manipulation of media and manipulation of the news and it, obviously it has a history of usually the Western world working with it to carry that narrative but unfortunately for India, um, as we know, this time India messed with one of the countries, one of the allies of the Western world, and that's Canada. Now, understand that Canada and the U.S. may not enjoy very good relations, uh, relations um, but Canada is essentially linked to Britain, as is Australia. And this should not be forgotten politically, geopolitically, and centrally, generally. Why? Because despite the fact that America may like to think, again, I would repeat, that uh, may like to think that it is the leader of the free world, it is very far from that. It, it's, it, it is in itself, it's not a free country, is so to speak. So America is very much dependent on um, British, um, you know, on, on Britain, I'll say. Let's keep it simple. Um, and because of that, America may like to pretend that it is independent of it all and that, you know, it can uh, do whatever it wants. But uh, notice how America is extremely careful um, with its relationship with Britain. And because of that, it has to be rather careful when it deals with Canada or Australia Um And that is why, despite the fact that Canada and uh, America, as I said, do not enjoy very good relations, but at the same time, America ensures that the relations do not deteriorate. So, as I said, although America would love to backstab Canada, because right now America needs India, um, and America and Israel are working with India um, on the genocide committed in occupied Kashmir simply for the one one reason, and that is that they should use that land um, as their base, um, you know, in in their plans for war against China and Russia, but mainly China. And because of that, uh, we have this now really funny story unfolding where um, as we know, India, knowing that America would, you know, most probably back India, because as I said, remember, we had the big three as well, in which Australia and Britain were involved, in which, you know, they tried to, uh, they worked with India on politicizing cricket, and they worked with India on, on you know, um, giving India a larger market and you know America also obviously worked so as I said remember India did not become a global market on its own it if it thinks that it became a global market on its own it's wrong um, as Pakistan itself is testament to it um, that the western countries made sure that Pakistan would not be a part of the global market um, while making India the biggest market uh, ever. So 
India does not enjoy its position uh, solely due to its own merits. In the same way as India it did not get the World Cup based on its own merits. These are things that were handed to them, um, you know, by uh, their, you know, alleged allies, the Western allies. And so now um, India, when it's actually, when it dared to, you know, um, use its power to the to its advantage um, in, in that it actually thought that it could it could dare to send its um, officials and its diplomats to Canada in order to uh, murder Hardeep Singh and then later on when Canada accused them of it when the Canadian Prime Minister outright accused um, Indians intelligence and their diplomats for it um, they actually had the you know the nerve the nerve I will say um, both in the Western point of view because the Western countries will think that they had the nerve but also the nerve in the sense that you're a culprit you're the perpetrator but you have the nerve the gall to you know um, act belligerently so India was belligerent towards Canada um, as we know India's relations with Canada has also not been very good because of uh, India has felt that Canada supports the Khalistan movement and uh, so India literally uh, was not just belligerent towards Canada but it literally threatened Canada the anchors the mainstream media of India their anchors um, their um, pseudo journalists um, everybody basically started verbally attacking Canada um, and and they all but um, you know uh, admitted to it they all but took open responsibility for it by actually asking Canada that um, who is Canada to question India about it and how dare Canada ask India for an explanation and that if America can go into Pakistan and kill Osama bin Laden and if America can go to so-and-so country so you see that narrative is exactly the same as I talked about even before this whole incident happened when I said it will soon be their turn and then we will see who, what, who chooses what side and how America, you know, the way it's behaving, the way it's acting all over the world will have repercussions because then slowly, um, you know, people will start hitting back. And it's in a way, yes, you can call it hitting back because, you know, it's, as, it's getting as close to America as possible here um, if you look at it in a geopolitical uh, way. Um, so India literally, um, you know, goes to the backyard of the United States. So it, it you know, actually attacks a Canadian citizen who also happens to be uh, from India. So, you know, there's that thing going on. So, so India is saying that if America can go to different countries and attack people, um, just because those people have a problem with America or America has a problem with them, then why, why can't India? So they literally said that. And now, and then they pressured uh, Canada to produce evidence and when uh, the Canadian government uh, did indeed produce evidence showing a link between um, you know the um, Indian intelligence and the murder 
of Hardeep Singh. And now, all of a sudden, because, um, as I said, now America was stuck in between. Um, first, it tried to weasel out of the whole thing. And um, yes, it, no matter how much America would try to defy the Washington Post article, but it, uh, if that article came out, uh, there is no sm- uh, you know smoke without fire. So yeah, definitely America, its first uh, instance, you know, when it comes to um, fight or flight, is you know flight so america's first instinct is always to you know just renege from whatever position it is in um and it was definitely going to snub canada but when when it was you know brought to light that you know that america's stance would be this then obviously it it had some inside repercussions maybe a warning from britain maybe a warning from its other nato allies i don't know but something must have happened because America suddenly became very defiant <clears throat> in uh, calling that article rubbish and BS and saying that no, America is definitely going to work with Canada and, you know, and the, the truth must be found and blah de blah and, you know, the whole uh, narrative begins. And now uh, India is now cornered. India is now pressured. And what does India come up with? Now, here, here, this is what is, 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 is so laughable. And this is what shows how low India can always stoop every single time, seriously. I mean, um, you know, it always sets a new bar for the new low. <laughs> and it always has one stance. You know, whenever India has nothing to fall back to, boom blame Pakistan like yeah right like Pakistan isn't so busy having to kill its own people that it actually had time to go do you a service right yeah the Pak army who was so busy killing its own people both inside and outside of Pakistan actually decided that oh hey yeah you know what Let, let's go and kill somebody for you too right and that even for free yeah I don't think so Unless you prove to me that you paid somebody in the Pakistani intelligence like a bazillion dollars to go kill somebody for you. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to do anything for free in Pakistan. Yeah. So so you're actually suggesting now all of a sudden, as usual, all of a sudden now India says that, oh, you know what? The ISI killed Hardeep Singh in order to strain relationships between India and, and Canada. Like seriously, what relationship in the first place? You don't have a good relationship with Canada. You already have a very strained relationship with Canada. Thank you very much. Um, I don't see anything here where Pakistan... And again, again, let me repeat. Pakistan is so busy um, trying to clean up its own crap. Um, It seriously does not have time to flush your toilet. In fact, if anything, um, it's probably looking for somebody to come help it flush its own toilet. Okay? They're so deep in their own crap right now, the Pakistani intelligence. Um, they are so screwed up right now. Um, believe me, Pakistan is never interested in India. N- neither the Pakistani intelligence, to be honest, and nor the Pakistani people. Um, their first priority has never been India. India's first priority as the ugly sister with the inferiority complex that one really wonders why it can never get rid of is always Pakistan. When they have the elections, you know, just 
uh, try to attack Pakistan and then do a false flag operation in India and say, oh, Pakistan is attacking us. You need us. You need us. You damn well better vote for us because only we can provide you security. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you've got nothing better to do. And that is your only election campaign. In Pakistan, you will never see the word India come, come up in elections. Seriously. I think in Pakistan, the only thing about India that comes up in elections is occupied Kashmir. And that's it. Uh, because that is the main problem here. The only problem is occupied Kashmir. Otherwise, what India is doing, um, who India is bombing, who India is killing, no, we don't have any uh, interest in India. Why? Because we don't create situations, we don't create false flag operations where we claim that India has bombed Pakistan. India is already a very, very active in terrorist activities in Pakistan as it is. And our uh, actually our intelligence and army's main priority is to always downplay it because the way they think is that if they highlight all the incidents, um, you know, it's basically they tell you only 50% of the incidents that actually happen in Pakistan. They tell you of only 50% of the uh, spies and terrorists that they catch that belong to Indian intelligence. Um, the other 50%, even though they are caught and they, their plans are foiled or otherwise, they are not mentioned. Because to the Pakistani army, this is, you know, equivalent to a failure. So if if they talk about, uh, you know, if, if they talk about all the um, raw agents that they catch in Balochistan, especially and in KPK, um, then they will have to answer the questions of the public as to why are we paying such a huge sum in the army budget and why is the army encroaching upon uh, our country and why is the army pretending to be all-powerful when it cannot even take care of the endless, um, you know, uh, walk-ins of uh, India's uh, agents, you know, because it, it literally it's, it's as if, you know, they're just walking in in a park or something. How is it so easy for the Indian agents to always manage to enter Pakistan? That's the first question that the public will ask. And the second is, uh, what are we paying you for and why are we wasting all our budget on you if you can't even take care of that? So yes, even if they do take care of that, even if a large majority of the Indian agents are caught and their plans are foiled, um, still the army prefers not to mention even those wins, even those little or big wins. Um, they try to keep it on the down low because as I said, the very fact that the agents are even able to just you know, stride into Pakistan is what we are going to go after. That's how the people of Pakistan are. That is the first thing we'll do is we're going to ask them that we don't care that you caught them and we really don't care that you foiled their plans. What we really care about is how is it that they still managed to enter the country and why is it that you people let them enter the country? So there's that. Plus, you know, um, Nawaz Sharif and Zardari literally helped them to enter the country. Nawaz Sharif gave visas and jobs 
to the Indian spies and agents just to enable them to come because now see that's why I'm saying um, if Nawaz Sharif was in Pakistan or if Zardari was in Pakistan then yes we could have believed that okay yeah maybe you know you did some inner dealing with each other and Nawaz Sharif must have said yeah bro don't worry I got you I'm gonna kill that person for you don't you worry yeah but you see we don't have Nawaz Sharif here okay and we don't have Zardari here Okay, yeah, Nawaz Sharif in his time uh, allowed India to declare uh, Kasab as a Pakistani when uh, he was actually an Indian agent as well. But because Nawaz Sharif was, you know, buddies with the Indian government, as he always is, and that is why we call Nawaz Sharif a traitor. Um, so he he literally, you know, worked with them and said, yeah, 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 don't worry. We'll we'll say that, yes, he is a Pakistani, even though um, every single evidence and document later on proved that he did such a sloppy job of it um, that, you know, that ultimately you only found Kassab's family roots in India and there was nobody in Pakistan who could even vouch for him. So, you know, Nawaz Sharif is not in Pakistan, okay? So he's not here to help India um, falsify a narrative. And he's not here to, you know, um, like, you know, uh, add to India's claims that, yeah, 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 definitely Pakistan is probably involved. Yeah, there's nobody, there's nobody here right now, okay, to work with India on that. Um, our establishment and our army and our intelligence are too busy being screwed right now by their own crap. They're so knee-deep in their crap, you know. They're trying to get out of their crap. So seriously, nobody has time for this. And as I said, Pakistan is never interested in helping India out um, in actually, uh, you, you know, doing anything for India because Pakistan has its own fish to fry as always and pakistan's fish to fry right now is to do mainly with taking orders from the u.s you know so you do you actually think that pakistan is in the position to go to canada and kill her deep singh um when pakistan is itself right now barely handling the situation that u.s has created within pakistan and that they were supposed to, you know, tie on a bow, you know, and gift to the U.S. as a, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I remember that um, India literally even, there was the time when India literally uh, blamed even a mosquito. Yeah. Like when there was this, you know, uh, you know, as it is when you have dengue virus and stuff and all. Um, there was a time when India was plagued with the dengue and, you know, um, malaria and God knows what. And they literally claimed that the ISI created a certain species of mosquitoes and loaded them all on India, you know, like seriously. Um, even if a bird passes by and shits on their flag, you know, it's like Israel. You know, you look at you look at Israel and you look at India and you think that yeah, the two Nazis, they're definitely, you know, related to each other. Um a crow will pull down the flag, uh, an Israeli flag, and the Israelis will say that this was a crow that was trained by the PLO and it was trained to come and attack Israel flag. <laughs> You know, so that's what India does, you know. Even if a pigeon just decides to shit on, you know, uh, <laughs> or on, on somebody in the military or on some sensitive place, they're like, oh, 
Pakistan trained this pigeon and then they sent this pigeon to India and the, and it actually ordered the pigeon to shit on our military personnel. <laughs> I mean, seriously, what the... I mean, how pathetic can India be, seriously? Again, I would repeat myself. Get out of your inferiority complex. You're a huge country. You have so many problems within. Why do you try to always distract your people from your domestic problems? Your people are not interested in your farce of a narrative. Yeah, yeah, believe it or not. But actually, even a good majority of the Indian public do not have time for your antics and your dealings and your, you know, falsifications to do with Pakistan. A majority of your public is interested in how you can deal with your domestic problems, how you can deal with the genocide you're committing within India against Muslims, how you can deal with state terrorism, how you can deal with, uh, you know, the protests that are growing in Punjab because of the rights of farmers that you are not giving. Um, how is it that you can take care of the economic crisis, the social crisis, and how is it that you could never even take care of the pandemic, you know? Um, but because Pakistan is always busy focusing on its domestic issues, that is why Pakistan, well, and in that time, obviously, we had Imran Khan, and as it is, and Imran Khan was more interested in taking care of Pakistan's problems than, than you know, in dealing with India as it is. His main point with India was constantly this, that you come to the table and talk to me when you're ready to talk about Kashmir. Otherwise, I don't really have time for you. And even then, India was always pulling antics, you know, but um, Imran Khan really did not have time for India at that point, even though, again, it was India's Western allies, these same Western allies, um, you know, who worked with India to try to pressurize Imran Khan and try to pressurize Pakistan. And at the end, what happened? At the end, what happened? Where's the big three now? Why is the big three now not working with India? Why, why the strained relations between Canada and India? Why the problems? So this is where we're at. Um, the utter uh, sad, pathetic, uh, you know, situation and condition of India. The, the backstabbing, you know, of allies, the Western allies and India amongst each other um, after working together to stab Pakistan in the back. <laughs> I mean, that is called irony. To me, that is, that is, you know, exactly the very definition of, you know, of karma, which um, those who don't know how to say the word usually call it karma. Yeah, it's not karma, please. It's karma. Okay. Um, it's from karam. Uh, which is actually uh, a Hindi word, oh, and also a Punjabi word, by the way. It's not just a Hindi word, it's also a Punjabi word. And it's also an Urdu word. And what goes around comes around is what karma is all about. So, yeah, I mean, I would love to see how it plays out, how they deal with their own issues now. 
Um, and again, I would say that, you know, India, as always, just had nothing better to do than to dump everything on ISI. Yeah, right. As if ISI doesn't have better things to do right now. You do realize that ISI has got its hands full with dealing with the public. The fact that the ISI is right now branded as a traitor, um, the army is branded as a traitor, um, you know, the establishment is branded as a traitor by the people of Pakistan. Do you honestly think that they are even in their right mind to, you know, go, uh, you know, play spies in Canada? Yeah, no. It's a miracle if they even get out of the situation here safely in Pakistan, you know. So things are already very bad for them. They're stuck knee-deep and they have nowhere to go. And I'm sure nobody's in the mood to deal with India's antics. And in fact, nobody's even in the mood to answer India, as far as I can see. Um, nobody is even bothered right now with India because, as I said, um, we've got too much in our own plate. Thank you very much. So you just stop dragging us into your shit, okay? Learn to flush your own toilets, please. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, you know, I'm hoping that our own people will also learn to flush their own toilets instead of now looking towards their masters, the U.S., to come help them. And they have realized that. They have realized that, which is why now they're begging for Imran Khan to somehow, you know, help redeem them, uh, you know, in the eyes of the public of Pakistan, which I'm sorry is not going to happen. Um, it's gone too far. They've crossed all limits. Um, all bounds. Um, yeah, it's gone too far. There's no way back. Um, they are not going to be redeemed in the eyes of the public of Pakistan. So yeah, they have too much on their own hands right now, and um, they're literally tied up. Yeah. I mean, you know, even if you had to blame Pakistan, you should have at least seen the situation first, you know. I mean, this is the worst time to blame Pakistan. I mean, I mean, nobody's going to buy it, seriously. I mean, if, if it was any other situation, again, Nawaz Sharif and Zadari could have jumped in to maybe, you know, help you with that. Um, and America could also maybe help you with that. But right now, even America is painfully aware of the fact that this is the worst time to blame Pakistan for anything because everybody knows what Pakistan is going through right now. I mean, you've actually got to be blind to even think about Pakistan in this situation. And that again shows how stupid India is. You know, you always think that Pakistan is stupid and then you go and then India tries, you know, India is in a never-ending competition with Pakistan, even in stupidity. India is like, what? The people of Pakistan are calling their people stupid? They're calling their government stupid? I'll show them who's stupid. You know, <laughs> even that has to come into dick measuring, seriously. Oh, we're stupider than you. Yeah, you definitely are. Well, this is me signing out for the Hafiz.